everybody, it's Terrell Cummings, and welcome to episode 17 of the Always Relevant Podcast. And once again, we have Dane DeMeo here today. Um, we're going to discuss a few things, mostly in sports, but we're going to kick it off with Dane's Lift Chronicles. That should be pretty funny. Um, talk about the, NFC, the NFL Conference Championships last weekend. Uh, we're going to have our Knucklehead segment, uh, talking about a few individuals that we're going to put in the Knucklehead category. Um, potentially talk about a few other things like the Kansas Kansas State basketball uh, fight that took place. Uh, we'll get into some NBA action and probably just do a few other things as well as we go along. So no no true script for the show. And you're just going to kind of roll with it and see what happens. So we're glad you're here. We're excited for the show. I'm glad Dane's on and hope everybody enjoys it. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's Terrell Cummins, host of the Always Relevant Podcast for episode 17. We have Dane on the line. What's going on, man? Nothing much. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for joining us again. Dane's starting to be a regular. My mom actually said something about it this week. It looks like Dane's starting to be a regular host on the show. I'm like, yeah, he has a little bit of time, so he figured he helped me out a little bit. So thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I like Saturday mornings. <laughs> Saturday mornings, not too early. I'm still trying to figure out the timing on this podcast thing. So Saturday mornings might work out, at least for us. Maybe not for DJ since uh, he had to work again unexpectedly. So he will be back soon. Don't know when, but he will be back soon. So, but ultimately, let's get into it a little bit. Um, I know I'll go ahead and start off with this myself. Dan, I'm asking you this as well. How are you and how are you really? You know, I haven't given it too much thought about how I am. I guess I'm all right. Um, I've been dealing with uh, some kind of chest cold for the last probably week and a half, two weeks. Elena's yelling at me, telling me I need to go to the doctor or else. So I'm probably going to schedule a visit to the doctor sometime this week uh, so I can try to get whatever's in my chest out. So I don't know. So I'm okay, but I'm dealing with sickness. But uh, yesterday we did have a, a get-together with our uh with our team at work so i had like kind of a team building function so it was good for them to see myself and our under jeff um kind of a different light other than just at work in the work side of things so uh we end up doing some of the or one of those like myers-briggs personality tests <laughs> so that, that was nice. funny uh that was funny uh doing that and seeing kind of how everybody's personality was and um you know, kind of how yours interacted with others. So surprisingly, or probably not surprisingly, mine was in, was it ENTJ? So basically it means that I am an extrovert, intuitive. Uh, so it, it says, hold on, let me rewind this. It says it stands for extroverted, intuitive, thinking, judging, indicates a person who is energized by the time spent with others, extroverted who focuses on ideas and concepts rather than facts and details, intuitive, who makes decisions based on logic and reasoning, thinking, and who prefers to be planned and organized rather than spontaneous and flexible judging. So it says sometimes referred to as commander personalities because of their innate drive to lead others. So I know in some of those I'm kind of in the middle, like between thinking and feeling I'm making this, well, probably not thinking and feeling making decisions, but it said I was like 65% extroverted, 35% introverted, you know, and I'm kind of cross between like judging and, per- and perceiving things and kind of 
in the middle between thinking and not in the middle, but just in the situation between thinking and using like uh, intuition to make decisions. So I always thought it was kind of interesting, but you know, it made for a good time last night hanging out with everybody and whatnot. So I just overall, I'm not too bad. I couldn't, I um, can't complain about anything. So let me ask you, Dane, how are you and how are you really? Wow, I don't know. You started with some real deep intellectual <laughs> stuff here on a Saturday morning. I've, I've been, I've been, I got a group. My, mine's pretty simple. You know, I'm not too good being a basketball fan. Ugh, no news of LeBron coming back. I will be sure to let everybody know when I get news <laughs> of that. Uh, the Cavs are god-awful. It's depressing. Makes me feel bad. It especially makes me feel bad when you lose six in a row. It especially makes me feel bad when you lose by 20 points to the New York Knicks That's at home. Impressive. And then you follow it up with a loss to the Washington Wizards at home. Uh, come on, Kobe Altman. Beeline, your boy Beeline from Michigan's killing me. But something's got to happen. Put the, keep it all on Beeline. No, I can't put it on Beeline. I'm putting it on everybody. <laughs> I, it's it's got awful. I don't even want to get into it. I just uh, that's how I'm feeling. I'll let I'll let die with that. All right. So you see, you hear how Dane's feeling. He's feeling all right, but he's really feeling a little annoyed with the Cavs, which is understandable because odds are they're not getting LeBron back. And if you get LeBron back, it'll be like a one day contract, so he can retire as a Cavalier and wear the Cavaliers jersey to the Hall of Fame. But that could be a conversation we have. Will he wear a Cavaliers jersey in the Hall of Fame, or will he wear a Heat jersey? That's the question. Uh, yeah, it'll be a Cavs jersey, but you never know the way he's playing. He might play another ten years with the Lakers. Who knows? <laughs> no, that, that's true. That's true. And you know, speaking of LeBron, I mean, he's coming up on on Kobe. What is he? Eighteen points away from being uh, number three on the all time scoring list. Yep, uh, and he's going to be in my area tonight. The Philadelphia 76ers are hosting the Lakers on primetime on ABC tonight. Looking forward to watching that. There's no Joel Embiid tonight because he's still recovering from hand surgery, but, you know, he will probably get his 18 points he needs tonight to pass yeah. Kobe. Yeah, he, he probably will. I don't like Embiid. I don't know. I'm sure other people do. I can't stand the guy. I think he's – I mean, I think he could be really good, but I just – I don't like his personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he should be one of the most dominant players in the league. You heard Shaq and Barkley call him out earlier this year. Right. Uh, we'll see. I'm not a big Simmons fan, but he's really stepped up with Embiid being out. But boy's got to learn how yeah, to has, shoot. That's your profession. Your have you made any, any threes yet this year? Yeah, like three. Uh, I guess. I think it's been like that's three. better than the rest of his career. So I guess you got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's good to be six ten and move like that. So that makes up for a lot. That's of that. true. That's true. Yeah, you can't teach that. So no, nope. we'll get into in NBA stuff here in a little bit. But let me go ahead and knock out the my sports weekend section of the podcast. Um, West Carrollton, they're overall nine and six. Uh, there, I saw I read a news article. There's actually an article written about them in the Dayton Daily News. Uh, talking about this is going to be their first winning season since 2012. So, and then the boys, the boys are pretty good. They don't have any, like none of their players are under six one. So they're they're pretty pretty tall team for a high school squad. 
So I want to give them a little bit of props, a little bit of love. You know, looking looking forward to seeing what they can do. So good thing for them. Uh, Hanover College uh, men's basketball, they're twelve and four right now. Um, we'll see how it goes. So they'll probably have to win the tournament, get to the win the conference tournament to get to the NCAA tournament. But we'll see how that goes. Michigan, they're struggling in Big Ten play. Uh, I think they're on a three-game losing streak. They're overall 11-7. and seven. They dropped out of the uh, the top 25 in both the AP poll and the coaches poll. Um, I just hope Juwan Howard can steady the sheet, steady the ship. Um, I figure this will be a rebuilding season a little bit till he gets his players in there and everything. So we'll see what happens with them going forward, starting to focus a little more on college basketball. So I'll probably have a little more news about that here in the near future. Um, University of Dayton, they're surprising everybody right now. They're 16-2. and two. Ranked number seven in the country in both the AP and coaches poll. Obi Toppin's the truth, and I think Dayton's the truth. I think they can make a run in the tournament. So uh, I think they're good. They're talented, and they're starting to get more and more big recruits. And those big recruits are starting to realize that UD Arena is packed out, sold out every game, regardless of the time of year. And it's it's pretty crazy experience. They have true fans. They understand the game, and uh, I think it's an exciting time to be a Dayton Flyers fan. So. That is that is good. That's all I have for my sports weekend. I know we wanted to talk about a few things. Uh, Dane, I know I have a section on here called Dane's Lift Chronicles. How about you guys give us some background on on what you're doing on your end and uh, kind of share your story a little bit, man. So you know, all of us use Lyft and Uber to get around. You know, you know, all of us like to go out a little bit or don't want to park on our own. We use Uber and Lyft. So uh, looking into some legal side hustle, I was, uh, <laughs> you know what, why don't I give this a shot? So about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I signed up for it. They said it takes five to seven days to get approved. I was approved in about five to seven seconds after I submitted my paperwork. And they're like, Hey, you ready to start this weekend? I was like, no, I thought I was not going to be approved for seven to 10 days. I'll uh, do it when I'm ready. You know what I mean? So, so <laughs> that's how it works. You know, you submit all your information online, take a picture of yourself, send it in, and then you get going. So I was ready to go out and do some investigative reporting. And I wanted to drive during the prime hours when all the fun's going on, supposedly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I got you. <laughs> so what, what, what time frame is yeah. that? That's the question. What time frame is that? So these Lyft Chronicles and tips usually are needed from the time frame of 10.30 p.m. to around 3 a.m. Nice. Is around when I'll get out and drive around and see what's going on out there. So keep in mind, I'm in Allentown, PA. It's a city, not a pretty city. And uh, it's been interesting to drive around. So first off, I want everybody to know if you decide to do Lyft, your car will smell like pot. It is a reality. Hey, Dane, hold up. Hold up for so, one second. Hey, Dane, hold on for one second. We might have yep. to cut this segment short because yep. we're having some technical difficulties. You keep cutting out somehow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Let's try it again. Maybe it's me. Hopefully it's not. Go ahead. Let's go. We're going to cut this out. We're going to keep, right, keep moving. Me? Yeah. We're going to keep moving. Okay. So you hear me? All right. Yep. So – you must realize that, you know, your car will smell like pot. When you're driving around picking up people all night long in the city, it's an inevitable situation, I found out. So if you decide to do this, that is going to be reality of the job. So 
always carry a can air freshener in the car at all times. <laughs> People are going to ask you to smoke weed in your car. So I had a pickup at the casino the other day, and these girls come in. I guess they're filming a rap video in the in the casino. So I picked them up. First thing they ask is, can we smoke weed here now? Guy's driving. I was like, I need you to drop them off in Redding. I was like, oh, my gosh. We're like an hour away, and it's another city that's not exactly the prettiest place in the world. Actually makes Allentown look like Disney World. So I take them all the way down there trying to smoke and you roll the windows down, and I think some up in the gas station. Uh, you know, just a total mess. And they wanted to listen to reggaeton music the whole way home. So <laughs> that is what's going to happen. So just realize that's part of it. What do you think about that, Terrell? Did you, you say that I did what back then? Did you kind of expect that to be an issue with the uh, Lyft driving? No. No, I didn't. The <laughs> yeah, it is. I didn't. So, if you're working in the middle of the night, you're going to pick up people that work at bars and close bars. Right. You will pick up some people who are in the exotic dancer industry. All right. It's very important you realize one thing if you're going to pick up these uh, uh, performers that they had just got done getting paid a lot of money to talk to people they didn't want to. They sure as hell don't want to talk to you who's getting paid $3.50 to drive them a couple blocks away to take them home. <laughs> so if you want to get in the car, floor it, and get them home as quick as possible. So I picked up one the other day, and she goes, that was awesome. You're the best driver ever. Got myself a nice tip. If they initiate in conversation, please do so. But keep that in mind. They've been talking to losers all night, paying them a lot of money. They don't want to talk to one that's making three dollars to drive them down the road. <laughs> so the next one, you will have drunks in your car. All right. You must make sure to tell them to put their seatbelts on. I picked up this girl the other day and she was uh, out having a good time. And I took one turn and then she goes rolling in the back of my seat. Boom. Right off the back of the door. So I look back, I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to lose my first passenger. Get back there. She pops up. She goes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, oh, okay, good. I was afraid I lost my first passenger. <laughs> so <laughs> you will smell the alcohol in your car. Like I said, always carry the air freshener on you. Very important to do things. You will deal with people that talk too much. They will give you their entire life story in a five-minute drive. I pick up this girl, and it went from she's in the National Guard to politics to, oh, yeah, I'm a stripper at Platinum Plus. I was like, oh, okay, that's really nice. And this ride was, keep in mind, about five minutes. It just kept talking, 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 talking. Very important to engage in your customers. It's kind of like being a bar temp tender. You're there as kind of a therapist. You know what I <laughs> <Right>. mean? <laughs> You, you want to help these people. You know, the people that stare into their phone, you just leave them alone. You know, you just kind of use your, you know, intuition to figure out what's going on. But it's kind of like a bartender. You're working for tips, too. So <laughs> Right. Makes it. Yeah. So, you know what? People want to listen to obnoxious music. They picked up these two guys, and they're wanting to listen to 90s punk rock all the way to the casino from Whitehall. 
I was like, oh, my God. And they keep messing with my Alexa device in the car. And they start touching stuff. It's a very important to maintain composure. Remember, these are your customers. And you're trying to get paid. <laughs> There's a misconception out there that this is great money. I found out otherwise. <laughs> so, very important to take care of your customers so you can try to get them tips. All right? Uh, you will drive in the dark alleys, and it will be scary. So keep in mind when you're pulling in the dark alleys in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., to leave yourself an out. You get these pop-ups, and the pickups come through, and you're like, yeah, I'll take them, take them, whatever. It'll say like five minutes away, whatever. So you want to pops up, and the name Fish comes up, and there's a picture of Fish. Now keep in mind, this is about 2.45 in the morning. I was too stupid to shut off my uh, app at that time, right? Right. So... I'm driving this dark alley. It's pitch black in this alley in Allentown. And dude just pops out of the shadows, like scared the dog squad out of me, dude. I was like, oh, man, don't do that to me. Right. You know, it's like, it's late. It's like, I'm on 4th Street. It's not good, you know? And he's like, oh, it's all good. So he gets in my car. And immediately I smell like a greenery. Used about a full can of uh, Febreze on the car after this trip and called right. it a night. Remember, when we started when you start picking up after 2.45, it's a little sketchy. Right. So keep that in mind. <laughs> so uh, you're going to pick up hot college chicks. Do not stare. It's creepy. If you don't stare, get them to the place they need to go. You might even actually get a tip. So they're going to sit in the front seat. They're going to look good. Important to behave yourself. Engage in conversation if they like to. And get them to their spot so you can possibly get your tips. So that's my one tip to you. They will hit on you sometimes. Keep in mind, you're older and they're drunk. So they really don't like you. They're just drunk. So <laughs> any questions on that one? <laughs> no, pretty straightforward. Uh, I see the key to the conversation is do what it takes, get the tips. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You got it. If you're going to be out there, you might as well get paid. It's side hustle. <laughs> so. You, and, and one thing you I've realized, especially with the smell, what everybody talks to you about, all the drugs they do and everything is, you're probably assisting in some shady stuff. Look the other way. Keep on driving. I got a girl in the car who came in the other day. She's like, I really need some cocaine. You know, I haven't done any in like 12 hours. I was like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. I go, that's good, though. You made it 12 hours. I go, look at the bright side. You probably saved yourself about 100 bucks buying more today. And she was like, yeah, I never thought of it like that. I think I'm just going to go home and go to bed. Oh, see, see you, you have the opportunity to help you're, people you're, you're helping people. You're helping people out. That's good work, eh? Yeah, so, you know, I'm out there, you know, like I said, it's, you can do a lot of good in this job. Unfortunately, she didn't tip for my advice, but, you know, I got her home safe. So you, you, right? So you probably – be involved in some you can be stuff. you can be involved you can uh, be of sound mind knowing that you helped her out and kept her from doing any more drugs that night. So good work. Luckily, if they're talking about needing drugs, you at least know they don't have them in your car. It's the ones that aren't talking and real quiet. They're probably stacked, or some of them will actually talk on the phone to somebody and say they have them on you while you're in your car. It's kind of like that. Da 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 da. Turn the radio up. I don't yep. even know. <laughs> Understand. Understandable. So, oh, did I mention the money sucks? <laughs> I did 17 rides one night with not a single tip. 
It was a weekend night, and I didn't have nothing else to do the following morning, so I stayed out late. 17 rides, no tip. I want you to hit up Terrell on his Facebook and let him know, do you tip the Lyft drivers or do you not? be interesting to see what everybody says. Now, what do you think? I don't know. I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on, you know, if they feel the Lyft driver's cool or not. I also sometimes feel like it depends on if the person's intoxicated or not. That could that could uh in, that could uh kind of enhance their judgment. But my question is, um, did Lyft and Uber did they change the pay structure? Because I heard they did. It's where the drivers make less, so they have to depend on the kids. Where at first they didn't have to depend on the tips as much because their pay was worth it. Do you know that? Yeah, the pay's not worth it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Because keep in mind you're driving around and you are using your gas and your vehicle, right. right? So when you get beeped and you got to drive, you know, eight minutes to pick somebody up at their place and you got to wait for them to come out, you get paid for mileage and time. And mileage obviously pays right. more. And then you drive these people a couple blocks down the road and Lyft gives you a thing back after you drop them off. You made $3.61. Well, that's awesome. So <laughs> that gives you an idea. Of, you know, and, and I took one guy, I got pinged. And I was like, I'll do it. I'm usually just, you know, messing around the city, seeing what's going on. But I took a guy to Newark Airport because I wanted to see what right. it costs. So it was 78 miles and it paid with tip 100 bucks. So it was about two and a half hours of driving. So that isn't terrible. You know what I mean? Right. But for the most part, you're not, let's just say you're not going to get rich right, doing right. it. Well, and luckily, <laughs> tell everybody what kind of car you have because you have, a, I believe, a, a very fuel efficient vehicle. So it's going to help you out. Toyota Corolla for this, so I'm just zipping around town. There is one advantage about night other than the entertainment. There's nobody else on the road, so it's kind of nice right. whipping around, because the traffic route is terrible. So, if you get the drive, it's good to drive at night when you can move. I don't know how people make money when they're sitting right. in traffic. And I wanted to also tell you, you will have jerks in your car. They will demean you. I picked up this group from the Breaking Benjamin Corn Tour last night, and they were being jerks. Very important to remember, like any job, you're taking care of the customer, just ignore them and keep on driving, <laughs> right? So you didn't have the so, urge to get out there and uh, put them on their big numbers or show them that you can probably knock them all out, right? I had the urge to. I thought about dragging them right out of the car, right in the middle <laughs> of the city, but... I thought better of it and kept on going because I didn't want to end up on yeah. the news. Yeah, probably good too. So, <laughs> yeah, on time police aren't messing around either. I didn't want to mess with that. Right. So, right. <laughs> uh, and here's some real quick tips, right? Make sure you carry a cooler of water with you because if you break down or you got a long ride, you want to make sure you got that in there. Do not carry your wallet, especially if you're driving and I would say for Ohio, Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Cleveland, and Akron, Toledo. do not carry your, Just carry your credit card. Don't forget Toledo. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah, don't want to forget Toledo. Sorry about the Toledo <laughs> out there. Definitely carry your wallet out there. I don't need to steal my Gucci wallet. Hey, That's my Gucci wallet. I mean, you're yeah. big balling. Got a Gucci wallet in there? I forgot. Yeah, man. They'll, they'll kill you for that thing. So that's why you don't care. Just carry your ID in your wallet. 
wear running shoes, dress comfortable. Because if stuff ever hits the fan and you're in the middle of the city, you want to be able to move. Because they tell you if stuff starts to go down, you're having trouble with the car, just get out of your car and let them do whatever they got to do. So I always put wear a pair of my LeBrons or my, you know, basketball shoes or anything. So if I got to get going, I can get going. You don't want to get caught in some flip flops if you're trying to run from some people. So <laughs> good to know. <laughs> something that, yeah. So you will deal with all this type of stuff. And like I told you, I only been investigating this for about three weeks. Uh, I'll probably keep doing it just for the pure entertainment of it. Money isn't great, but I'm telling you, you can't get this kind of entertainment anywhere I'm else. Sure. I'm sure it's so, never a dull moment. It, it, yeah, there isn't. So if you're thinking about doing it, that's what I'm telling you. So, you know, you might want to hit Terrell up and see what you think, see if you're still thinking about doing it or if you want to do it. But – and there's stuff you can't even talk about on public radio. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of that out there for sure. Like Dane said, he's giving you the first the first class tips on being a Lyft driver. So, if you want to know what it's really like, you know, you want to know when time is to get the best amount of money. You want to know if you have to drive in bad parts of town or not. Let us know. Ask questions. Hit me up on Twitter at franchise1122. Dane, throw out your Twitter handle. You can do that too if you want. Or you don't have to. Yep, at D at DeMeo, you can hit me up at that. Yeah, so you hit him up or hit me up on Instagram, at Terrell Dwayne 11 or hit me on Facebook. Just find me, Terrell Cummins. And, you know, do that. Send a message. Ask a question. And obviously, Dane's going to be the guy to have the answer. So, you know, it's good to know. And if you could, please send us your legal side hustle. We want to know about the legal yes. side hustle, stuff that won't get us to jail. How can we make some money on the side? Right. I just gave you one that you don't make money doing, but we're looking <laughs> for some entertainment. And Terrell's looking for ones you can actually make some money. So hit us up and let us know what's a better side hustle. Oh, Dan, Dan you're, you're making a little bit of money. You're not, you're, not, it's not, you're not going completely broke from it. Now, you're not going to make a living from it by any means, but – it's a solid side hustle that uh, it's good to have a little extra cash on as far as doing that. So Yeah, keep in mind, independent contractor, it's not like there's benefits or anything either for this. This is a good side, like I said, side hustle, right. legal side hustle. So, so being an independent contractor, so they don't take any taxes out. So you have to set some money aside for taxes, right? Yep, yep, yep. That's what I said. Yeah, so everybody. by the time you pay for gas and you're driving and your time, and your taxes at three dollars and sixty-one cents for that quick ride don't go far. <laughs> so, if you're an Allen out there these days, I encourage you to tip your local Lyft driver, especially if it's me that might happen to get you from the airport or the bar in the middle of the night. Show some love. <laughs> That's right. We I know our, our following in Allentown and surrounding areas is growing. We appreciate y'all. So, if you have Dane as Lyft driver, tell your friends. Make sure you tip him. He's trying to get out there. He's trying to have that side hustle. He wants to make that paper. By any way possible. So, Dane, good work, man. We appreciate it. Obviously, we want to hear an update. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of stories going on uh, as you get more and more experience as a Lyft driver. So, uh, yeah, definitely keep it interesting, and uh, we'll be interested to see what happens next. <laughs> I will continue my investigations. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, let's say, if you guys want have any questions about, the, about Dane's Lyft Chronicles, uh, hit us up or even send a voicemail. Go on the Anchor app, find the um, Always Relevant podcast. You can click on the link 
and leave a voicemail message on the on that link, and we will get it. We'll listen to it, and we'll answer your questions. So, um, moving forward, next segment, we're going to be talking about the NFL playoffs, the conference championships for this past weekend. Um, I don't know. I know for the picks, I know I chose uh, Tennessee to beat Kansas City. You chose Kansas City to win. Obviously, I was wrong because Kansas City won 35-24 uh, in that championship. Um, Pat Mahomes, he, was, he did what he does. I thought Tennessee had a solid game plan at first. But then second half, they could not move the ball. They couldn't do anything, and it was just downhill from there for them. So what do you think about that? Well, it, it kind of went – the Titans came out strong, and but the Chiefs were able to find a way to play some defense. But here's the thing, and this is why I like the Chiefs in this game. The Titans are a team that's good when they're playing ahead. If they get ahead of you, they can feed the Henry monster and just keep on going, right? right? Mahomes and the Chiefs, they score so quick that the Titans essentially had to play from behind the second half relying on Tannehill. Now, I will say this. Tannehill wasn't bad. I mean, 209 yards, two touchdowns, a 108.1 rating. I mean, he had a decent game. They just couldn't make enough plays, Right. right? So Henry only had 69 yards. He had had almost, what, 200 the last three games? So, you know, that's your key player. 3.6 yards per carry, one touchdown. Uh, I mean, look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs only had, uh, what, 40 – Williams, the running back, had 17 carries, 45 yards. What killed them was Mahomes, and Mahomes was the difference in this game. Well, what he – Titans tried several things. What did he run for? He rushed like 60 yards, didn't he? 53 on eight rushes, and they were back-breaking because you'd watch Tennessee's defenders and they'd play, you know, a deep coverage zone and all that stuff, and Mahomes just beat you with his legs. Uh, he's beating him through the air, 294 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, this dude is the truth, people. And this must watch Tennessee. This is coming back after dislocating his kneecap earlier in the season. So my question to all, everybody out there on the couch watching TV, watching football from their couch, who's going to come back? the same season from a dislocated kneecap. Who's going to do anything in life this, like, two months after after having a dislocated kneecap? You know, he went out there, he dislocated it, he got popped back in place, he missed, like, two or, what, did he miss any? He missed, like, two games or something like that. Then he came back and he's playing the rest of the season. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. It's, it's just kind of crazy to, to do that. And people will probably, they see dislocated kneecap, they don't think much about it. But you and I know that's a serious injury. You dislocate anything, it's going to hurt. It could be a finger. It's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, I've done fingers. Luckily, I've never had a yeah. kneecap because i that's just – I can't even imagine. Yeah. No, that's thats horrible to think about. Like, I've seen dislocations. They look nasty. I hear they hurt while they're dislocated. It hurts to get them popped back into place. They hurt afterwards. And uh, then at that point, you have tendons, ligaments that are stretched out or potentially torn. You have all kinds of crazy stuff happening with it, so – the fact that he's come back and he's still putting up the numbers that he is, pure craziness. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And like you said, dislocations are bad. I watched a guy that I didn't practice in college dislocate his elbow. You'd have thought he was in a medieval torture chamber the way he was screaming. <laughs> it was scary stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. it, 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 yeah. It's usually, it looks really bad, but it's usually compound with someone screaming fairly loudly. You know, it's a painful experience for sure. 
So you feel the pain and it looks gross and it's just an overall bad experience that you don't want to uh don't want to deal with. So but he came back from it, he bounced back from it, and um, you know, he's out there making plays with his legs, you know, out of everything. He's not just throwing the ball around, he makes plays with his legs. So, you know, good for them. You're right on that on that pick. But no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I just want to say real quick that the thing that was different in this game is the Titans defense, what they do is they won't give up the big plays, although they gave up that one late. They make you work it down the field. Right. Baltimore had five hundred yards of offense, but they kept making mistakes. And that's what a good defense does. They keep you on the field until you make a right. mistake. Patrick Mahomes, always making the right mm-hmm. decision. So, yeah, as good as the Titans defense was, Mahomes yep. was better. And he was the difference. Yep. 100%. 100%. And now let's talk about the Niners and the Green Bay Packers. And we both chose the Niners to win this game pretty handily. And they did. They won 37-20. Um, Raheem uh, Mostert, he had a great game. Jimmy Grapple only threw the ball eight times. So, really, it was a 49ers defense in the running game that took over. They pretty much dominated all game. They put pressure on Aaron Rodgers all game. There's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, they did what we we thought they would do. They pretty much just physically dominated the Green Bay Packers, and they took care of business. So, Yeah, uh, you know, that's what they did to them the first time, too. And it's got to be embarrassing to get physically abused like that on national TV. Their offensive line was making holes so big that a running back, most start yep. or whatever, I used I think his name. Mostert. He yeah. was he was cut from six teams, and he was running through holes that you know were just yeah, gaping holes. Like this dude ran twenty nine times for two hundred twenty two two hundred twenty yards and, and most of those in, in the first three yeah. quarters. <laughs> yeah. So, can you imagine playing on that defense? Like, at the end of the game, I'd, I'd be embarrassed because that is just a gash. Right. And you know what? Rodgers had 326 yards and two touchdowns, but he threw two picks. And I think the one, you know, was kind of desperate at the end of the game. Those right. don't really count. I can't put a lot of that on him. I mean, the 49ers are a way better team all the way around. I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers for this. I mean, the Packers rushed for 62 total yards. It's just, you know, the 49ers were a way better yeah. team. They, they were actually – 49ers were actually healthy. They weren't healthy really all season. So, they had got the rest of them guys. They got guys back from injury, and they were on full cylinders. And, you know, they showed. They came out, they dominated, and they did what they, they were supposed to do. So, Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, it'll we'll talk about the Super Bowl at another time, but uh, – going to be a yeah, good game. For sure, for sure. Now, Dane, I'm probably going to jump around a little bit uh, as far as segments because I'm thinking um, – I'm trying to decide. Uh, I don't know. Let's go ahead. We're going to go ahead to the Kansas, Kansas versus Kansas State brawl. Did you see that earlier this week where um, the Kansas yeah. State basketball game, uh, it was about over, and one of Kansas State players stole the ball and went in for a dunk, and Kansas player uh, came from behind and blocked it and then stood over the guy. And I'm sure he had some choice words for him, you know, talking a little trash. And then a uh, fight took place. And then you saw, you saw all hell break loose and those craziness going on. And you saw him pick up a chair, like he's about to hit someone with it. And luckily one of the coaches grabbed out his hands. But it just didn't look good. You know, they're over there. There's fans over there that were had to run away from the fight. You know, you see Kansas fans, they're in there cheering 
while it's all going on, all the craziness. And, you know, I think Big 12 handed out some suspensions on both teams uh, as far as everything. Um, I don't know. It just it didn't look good because the same guy that got the most uh, most games suspended, who's suspended definitely for Kansas, he's the same guy that is the reason why they have the uh, NCAA investigation regarding, I think, Adidas. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a shame. It seems like we always have this kind of topic we can talk about every week. Um, it, it, it's bad. Like, but here's I'm going to give a tip to anybody out there that's still playing ball. If you are getting spanked by 30 and there's 10 seconds clock, do not be that guy that tries to steal the ball and go dunk the basketball. It's embarrassing. It makes you look ridiculous, right? I'm not condoning the fight by any means ever but you should never do that what are your thoughts on them guys that feel like they have to steal the ball from the guy who's already quit playing and dunk the ball at the end of the game no, I, I agree i agree he shouldn't have done that i'm not mad that dude went back and um blocked it if he would have fouled him i wouldn't have cared either because you know it's the end of the game we're all trying to chill out with the clock run out we're beating you by like 20 or 30 you know the game's over there's really no reason for you to do that so yeah i think i think the dude should have just no i don't right yeah, if it if it has swiped that ball for me, I'd have ran down and tried to block it. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and I wouldn't have been happy about it. Yeah. yeah, but you can't do a fight, and you sure can't pick up a chair. I mean, come on, man, you just don't do that stuff. Right? No, I agree. You can't do that. That's 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 horrible to do that. He shouldn't have done it. I can't believe he did it. I don't know if he was thinking or wasn't thinking or what was going through his head, but you know, that was a huge mistake. I know. I saw when he picked it up, a camera guy tried to grab the chair and couldn't. Luckily, one of the assistant coaches ended up grabbing it, and then dude put it down. He's like, all right. You can tell he's like, yeah, that's a bad idea. But, I mean, you saw Kansas players stomping, like a Kansas State player doing the whole thing. Like, I mean, it was it was a melee for a second. They, the referees couldn't get control of it, and it, it lasted for a little bit, you know. But, I don't know. He just, Bill you can't, Soap you can't. is still in charge of that. You know, like Jim Trussell at Ohio State got fired because some guys got some tattoos. Like, how does Bill Self keep surviving stuff? You got a full shady Adidas payoff program going on, and you still have a job. Uh, you know what I mean? Kansas is obviously putting winning ahead of any kind of decency whatsoever. Right. I mean, did they finish the, invest- the Adidas investigation, that whole thing on them? It, it, uh, yeah, it's pretty much – it's not even – I don't even think it's completely done, but there, there's been enough proof, obviously, right. where, the, you know, people have been suspended. I mean, what was it? This player wasn't allowed to play all of last year. He actually got a two-year suspension that they reduced to one, and he rewards them by picking up a chair over his head to go hit somebody. Right. So, I, I just see – there's just a double standard. Every university is different. I mean, you can't even sneeze funny at Ohio State and you're going to get fired. Right. That's how much they care about anything coming out or, you know, being worried about it. So Bill Self resigns with Adidas $169 deal with the school and rocket gold chain and Adidas T-shirt. I, I just don't get it. Right. I mean, it's just tough times for Kansas. And then have the Adidas situation, they have this situation, they have Stu Dogg's performance at the beginning of the year, that whole situation where it wasn't really family friendly. You know, Snoop Dogg being Snoop Dogg. You know, so he had his dancers up there, and he was shooting out money to the crowd, and I'm sure he was smoking whatever he was smoking out there at Allen Fieldhouse. And, um, 
you know, I just, you know, the AD had to make apologies for that. I don't know if he was really sorry or not, if he was there for publicity. Well, he had the poor answers too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. I said the, the dancer, the entertainment, whatever, that was part of his show. So, you know what? I hate talking about the Big Twelve. Yeah, you you have a, a definitely hate hate relationship with the Big Twelve. So I understand why. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna go off on a rant. If people's been listening, they know they know how I feel about the Big Twelve. And you know what? The bad part is they do say I've heard a lot of people say that Kansas has the most talented team in, right. in the country, which might yeah. be true. But you know, I just don't see how. You know, just every school holds their coaches different standards, and it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, some schools are like, we're going to do whatever we can to keep it here. Other schools are like, you know what? We're all about winning. Other schools are like, nope, we're going to cut ties. It's best for the program, best for you. We need to part ways. So I guess it depends on how bad it is, how hot it is, or, you know, how hot the coals are to their feet, you know, to the fire. And right now, I guess it's not quite hot enough. I don't know what else it's going to take, <laughs> but it's not hot enough for them to say we're going to fire Bill Self because he brings us wins. See, I don't know how – so Jim Trussell gets fired for some tattoos. And Urban Meyer, we all know that's a joke. He had, he got let go because of uh, hiring one coach who was the nephew of – Earl Bruce. Earl Bruce, an Ohio State coach, who Urban Meyer had tremendous respect for. And he loses his job because he had someone on his staff that did something. Not doing nothing himself, and I know that's terrible, and I don't want to get into that whole domestic violence right. issue. But just to highlight just the small margin of error that can cost you your job at a lot of these universities. Yep. And Bill Self seems to be exempt from those type of standards. Yeah. Well, I said Big Twelve thing. You know, the Kansas doesn't seem really really be too worried about it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens in the upcoming weeks. See if anything happens. See if anything's different. So. Um, I don't know. Let's let's go ahead and, and uh, we're gonna go to uh, our quick. Uh, actually, no, we're gonna go to NBA. Zion made his debut a couple nights ago. He played again last night. You know, he's out there and he's he's making a difference on the court when he does play. Obviously, he's taking his time. He's back from injury. Um, you know, they're still worried about him and how he runs and how he jumps and how he lands because they don't want him to hurt his knee again. Or whatever, and you know he's a big boy, so you know, his knees take a pounding. As far as everything, you know, what do you think as far as his return, and can he make a big enough difference in New Orleans? Is can he be that guy? Can he live up to the hype? Well, I mean, I took a break from the Lift Chronicles uh, to uh, watch this game. That's how much I was looking forward to this. Uh, it started off slow in his debut. And keep in mind, he's already played another game now. He played pretty good last night. They lost both games, and I think a lot of it's because of the minutes restriction. Right. His debut was incredibly impressive. I mean, he hit four, four from three. Scored 17 points, like, like in a couple minutes, right. right? And it was dominant, dominant. And then with five-something minutes left, like 5.36 left, you know, Gentry pulls him out of the game. And they go on to lose. Um, it's, uh, you know, you, hard, you hate to say, it, you know, he's a kid. Like, remember when you were 20 years old, you play basketball all day, all night, right. right? And it's just weird seeing all these guys, that you know, on these minute restrictions and stuff at, these, at this age. The thing that concerns me is, you know, how they lie about their height and weight in college. And then when you get to the NBA, you find out the real size of these players, right? right? 
He is the third heaviest player in the NBA, and the other two that are heavier than him are over seven foot. He's 285 pounds. I believe it's six seven. Yeah, no, he's and he's, he's having he's big knee boy. problems. Yeah, and he's having knee problems because he lands on one leg all the time, supposedly, is what they're saying. Right. But uh, if he stays healthy, which I don't know how he possibly can, looking like a tackle, yeah. uh, he, he's the real deal. Well, I know, like, I was listening to the podcast, uh, All the Smoke podcast with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, former NBA players. And Barnes was saying that he thinks that Zion's going to have to probably lose, probably play around 260. You know, with just with the length of the NBA season, the grind that it is, and the pounding on the body and everything, you know, for him to be able to be out there and healthy and not worry about having to always have to deal with these injuries, he probably has to shed about 20 pounds and do it on the regular. So, you know, that's the only process. I'll be interested to see how he comes into camp next year. I'm sure it's probably going to be a focus for him. Yeah, and you know what's funny? Like, we talked about this. Like, they list LeBron at 250, and everybody knows that at that- Joke, he's probably like five. Uh, but the dude is jacked right. and huge and right. wide. Like, if you seen Zion walking down the road, you wouldn't think he was an elite NBA player just yeah, looking at him. Like, that his compositional weight is different. He's got massive legs. Uh, but you know, I think he 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 definitely needs to lose a few pounds if he's gonna, yeah, he definitely looks more like off and like like an offensive tackle. Versus a uh, NBA basketball player, you know, so maybe defensive end, but still. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm, yeah, he, I'm he, t- does, he does. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was like, Cleveland on the place. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, Dane's back on the line. Um, technical difficulties. I promise you I'll figure it out at some point in time. But until then, you have to deal with them with us. So glad you're still here. Glad you're still listening. And uh, I know we we're just talking about Zion. Hopefully, you know, make a difference in the NBA. I think Dane does too. He just has to find the right weight. It's going to be good for him. It's going to keep him healthy and be able to play and be productive all season. So um, I know one segment that we want to look at is – I'm going to call it the knucklehead segment. And today the two feature individuals are Kareem Hunt. And back again, because he's probably been on it the most this year, if I actually had it, is Antonio Brown. So, Dane, I know you saw Kareem Hunt. He was out there doing stupid stuff. You know, he's been suspended by league the first eight games of the season because of the, um, I guess we'll call it domestic violence that took place last year that was caught on video. Uh, what do you think about what's happened now that he got a ticket for speeding uh, doing what, 77 and a 60 while he had marijuana in the car? Yeah, it's just a bad look. He, when you're in a situation like he's in, you have to stay out of the news. And keep in mind, since that kicking incident in the hotel, which was absolutely disgusting, he's had other incidents. He's had incidents in Cleveland bars. So right. he's driving 77 in a 60, which, you know, Everybody speeds. I'm not going to beat him up for that. But if you're going to speed, don't have marijuana in the car with you, right? It's just you when you, you know what I mean. Like when you're in a situation where you're already in the spotlight, you're already on your final chance or second to final chance or however many chances they're going to give these guys. You just can't get caught in this situation. It's really stupid. 
Right. Now, I guess technically, was he in Ohio? I guess it is legalized in Ohio, right? But uh, still, with the current NFL personal conduct situation and everything, like, he was speeding. So, I guess you probably can't drive while while using, though. So, I don't know. That's, there's different rules that are out there for that. Now, but, there's commercials out here in Pennsylvania that says um, you're caught smoking marijuana in the car, you're going to get a DWI. Right. So, I mean, it's just another factor he has to think about, too, because he's already – I don't know how many strikes he has against him. I know there's at least one huge one that's out there, and there's other other ones that are probably building up, you know, that were really kept from the limelight or haven't been too damaging to him. But he just has to be careful as far as what he's doing, what he puts – the situation he puts himself in. Well, he's already costing himself tons of money, and he's in a situation where he's a restricted free agent. The only right. good thing about this happening is – is teams are going to be less likely to pay him a lot of money and take him from the Browns because his on-field yep. performance was fantastic. But yep. Jimmy Haslam even came out, the owner of the Browns, and said he's playing with fire. Uh, I don't think this is enough to get him cut. It will be interesting. By the way, Kevin Stefanski, welcome to Cleveland. Welcome to, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the party. You know, nothing like starting with the OBJ stuff and now this and all the good stuff that comes with being the Browns coach. But you probably yeah, only for a year or two, so don't worry about it. But, yeah, well. yeah, but, I mean, it's just really dumb. I mean, I, I can't defend it. What about you? No, I, I can't defend it. I don't know what else, you know. He's got, he can't put himself in that situation, you know. But people, you know, players, younger players are going to do stupid stuff. And, you know, I like I always say, I'm like – if you're a professional athlete, don't do something that's going to mess with your money. You can do all kinds of stupid stuff you want. I don't care. But why are you going to do something that's going to affect the maximum, maximum amount you can get paid? And for the limited amount of times, you're going to be in that professional league. Like, why are you going to do something like that? So, but, yeah. you know, it's actually made. And hopefully he's uh, getting the money that he does have. Hopefully he's saving enough of it right and not being stupid with it. But you never know. Yeah, he's a hometown Ohio guy from Willoughby outside of Cleveland. I, I I hope he gets his act together. He's extremely talented. Even if it isn't with the Browns, I want the, I want the guy to do well. Right. Uh it's just gotta quit having these these uh these kind of things. Right. And, spe- and speaking of guys having repeat issues, how about Antonio Brown back in the news again? Right? Well, he's knucklehead of the year already. I mean, that's not even going to be a debatable uh thing is it i don't think so but the thing is like all right is it is he really just being that kind of person being a bad person because what he's getting like burglary and assault charges for him and someone else assaulting a delivery driver and not paying him or whatever and he seems to have a theme about not paying people it hasn't paid people delivering stuff to his house he hasn't paid um i think people delivering food or doing food services for him he just had an organization, I think was the Miami Police Department. They severed ties with them. Um, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And Drew Rosenhaus is about, as, in my opinion, about as slimy as they get. You know, oh, he he's, he, he's severing ties with them as far as that. And, you know, he's, there's a video that he said was out there on Twitter of him and you know, his baby mom and their three kids, you know, having, you know, fighting, arguing or whatever. And she even put out a statement like basically – you know, he does need help. You know, he's turned to, you know, from a great guy to, you know, the guy you're seeing now. And, you know, it's just not him. 
So I'm the judge. When he got arrested, he turned himself into the police department. The judge said, set bail at like $100,000 and said that he had to be based on house arrest and he had to get a mental evaluation. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen from that mental evaluation. You know, does he have mental health issues? I, mean, I think he probably does. But the thing is, does he have enough people, the right people in his life that's going to be able to tell him, hey, you need to do something about this. And, you know, we care about you enough that you need to do something about this and you, know, you need to do it. You know, does he have those people that around it, that surround him? Like, I have a feeling that he cuts those people out of his life when they try to say something like that to him. So, I wonder and, if he And he, ma- he makes the athletes look bad. I mean, he's the poster child for the people out there that say it's our entitled – Entitled, spoiled brats. Uh, Because, you know, this not paying people because he feels like he doesn't have to pay anyone and people should just do stuff for him for free. Right. Uh, He has the women allegations against him. That Twitter video is awful. If you get to see that, that he would talk like that in front of his kids and the way he was talking to the police. And the thing that made the video the most shocking was, is this wasn't a bystander filming it. It was him filming himself doing that, right? Which is absolutely insane, right? So, I I don't know what the issue is with this guy. He's definitely uh, got some problems. Not a good person. Yeah, that's what that's what it seems. You know, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Like I said, I've I've voiced my opinion about him and his decisions that he's made previously. I'm interested to see what happens going forward with him. You know, I mean, he's talented. You know, and basically, if he's not in jail, if he can perform on the field, teams are going to take a chance on him. You know, that's just the fact they're going to, you know. But, um, you know, we'll just have to see, wait and see what happens overall. So, yep. So, I'm sure there'll be plenty of fodder for the next knucklehead segment. Right. Oh, I know what we're going to say. All right. So, back on Antonio Brown, he's going through all this. I know we talked about this uh, earlier in our little pre meeting that we had. Questions are, will he be back in the NFL? When will he be back? What team will he pay for? And do you think he actually needs a psych evaluation? Uh, I don't think he needs a psych evaluation. I think he needs a, a, a counselor. Right. He needs to surround himself with people that actually care about him and want the best for him. Yeah, he needs a mentor. He, uh, needs, he needs Tony Dungy in his life to help straighten him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think it's a psych evaluation uh, issue. Yeah, uh, I just think he's a jerk. I mean, when you watch all this stuff, people are always trying to make excuses for people's behavior, and you know, I'm not making excuses for a guy who's made that much money and knows better. He's been around for a long time. Uh, I don't I don't think he needs a psych evaluation. I think he needs like a Tony Dungy, like you said, right. Right. Well, hopefully he can get that. You know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I do think he'll be back in the league. You know, if he if he can kind of figure things out in the personal life things, I think he'll be back in the league next year. Someone will take a chance on him. Someone will bring him in the training. So you think next year? You think he'll be back next year? I think he'll be back at some point next year. As long as nothing else happens. As long as he doesn't get arrested or anything again. Or he doesn't do anything where he gets an actual, like, Checking check mark against him as far as the um, NFL personal conduct policy. I think he will, but NFL is dragging the heels in that investigation as far as the 
I think what I don't know is the sexual misconduct um, allegations against him because I don't think that's really gone to court. I think it's really the NFL just being like, all right, we're dragging our heels in this investigation. So, you know, and I, you know, in both those cases, I don't think are very strong against Antonio Brown. If they were, I think all this stuff would have been resolved already. Right. Uh, it, it sounds like the one girl, and, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to come off as bad or whatever, but the one girl, it sounds like she was kind of holding it against him that they were sleeping together because she thought he was going to get, what, a million and a half for her business that he wasn't giving her. Then she wanted paid off, right? Right. Under the table. And then he refused to do that. And that's why this finally went public. So, you know, with that, I mean, I don't doubt there was uh, an encounter with each other. I mean, they've known each other since college. The whole That whole thing, you know, I'm not putting that all on him till all the info comes out. Right. The situation with the artist at his house, it sounds like he showed up behind her naked like an idiot and nothing happened, which is stupid. But and it is a form of sexual assault, which is crazy. But you know, you know, this isn't some of the stuff we've heard about, like uh, that defensive end for the 49ers, I forget his name, where the girl went out on a stretcher in the hotel room, right? Terrible stuff. So, you know, it's still horrible what he did, but uh, you know, I think there's more stuff to the stories, too. Yeah, I'll I'll be interested to hear about what, you know, what comes out next and what happens next and going forward, but you know, if that stuff does get resolved, yeah, I 100% think it was back in the NFL, and I don't know, like he wouldn't, I don't think he would have left the Patriots if the stuff wouldn't have come out. I think he'd still be on the Patriots if that was the case. You know what I mean? So... I'm trying to think of a team that would take a chance on him that it could deal with the media. I'm kind of leaning towards the Seahawks as a team that would probably take a chance on him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, because, like, Pete Carroll does allow his players to be themselves. But I feel like you have to cover his tracks on, because he's so far out there as far as what he does and his demoness and everything like that. You know, it's just tough. Well, you said he'll be back next year. Who's he going to play with? That's – I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If Marvin Lewis still in Cincinnati, I'd probably say the Bengals will bring him in. Yeah, come on. Come on. We'll take it. We, 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 uh, like, I think those days are gone. I, no, I think they are too. I think Zach Taylor is, turned, is trying to turn on a new leaf for the for the organization. So we'll see what happens. But my uh, my hopes aren't too high on them. But who would he go to? I don't know, man. I don't even know. Because he's – Yeah, I don't he, – He's yeah, walking on the field, and he'll currently walk on there, and he'll probably be your number one receiver. Flat out. So yeah, I mean he's been away from football almost a year now. Uh, he's older. True. He obviously has some issues, and I think he'd be taking a big risk. And he might not pay if he don't get paid. Like Kareem Hunt took, you know, chump change to get back into the league. You know, he probably made like five hundred thousand dollars this year for a guy of his caliber. Right. That uh, would be making what a. Uh, you know, running back with the Rams makes, you know, guys like him. Uh, you know, I don't know if Brown's willing to do that. We'll see how desperate he is because no one's going to pay him a lot. It's going to be an incentive-laden contract. Oh, yeah, for sure. Short short years and incentive-laden for sure. So, 
I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm interested to see kind of how it plays out. So, I don't know. But yep. after that, man, Dane's been on the show. It's been a good time. It's all about Dane's Lift Chronicles. Hopefully everybody can hear it without the technical difficulties. I think we figured it out what's going on. But uh, we're still going to play it how it is. So, hopefully everybody can hear what's going on. Uh, Dane, do you have anything else to add, man? Just real quick, with dreadful professional sports in Ohio going on, if you want to check out a winner, get with the Blue Jackets in Columbus. Won six in a row. They're in the first wild card spot here at the NHL break. Won 10 of their last 12 games. They're at 62 points. They're up to 11th in the ESPN power ranking. They got some exciting players. Check it out if you're tired of all the losing in Cincinnati and Cleveland. <laughs> nope, that's good to know. Next week, I'm sure we're going to have our preview for the Super Bowl. We'll have our picks. We'll have whatever analysis we bring to the table. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. I guarantee Dane will have stats on you on them. So it'll be good. And um, I'm hoping next week we'll be able to have DJ on here, back on here as well, uh, get, get us all back together and talk about a few things. So, um, Dane, I appreciate the time, man. Yep, have a good one. All right, hey, everybody. Let's see if you want to hit us up. Uh, Twitter, at Franchise1122. Instagram, Terrell Dwayne, at Terrell Dwayne 11. And, um, you know, Facebook, find me, Terrell Cummings. Send a voicemail. Look up Dane. Oh, is it? it was it at D DeMeo. Oh, to this for Twitter. That's it. All right, cool. Yeah, yep. hit him up on that. Uh, appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm not getting the relax and take notes this week. Um, you know, we're just going to go ahead and probably end the show going forward. But, uh, you know, appreciate everything. Dane, talk to you soon, man. Yep, you too.